0: we on? You we good? Well, good morning. Welcome to New Life Live. We are so glad that you're here with us this morning. And first of all, can we just talk about the elephant in the room here today? Um, it's this toilet paper. The struggle is real. Who would have ever thought that this would be the most sought after commodity at the grocery store? Good luck finding it. Um, but seriously, we, uh, we're in a very uncertain and, and unprecedented time that we're living in right now. And um, can I just say to you, all the more reason to lean into God. So, as we've been in a sermon series over the past several weeks called "Invisible War," we've been exposing the reality that the fight that you think that you're in is not necessarily the fight that you're in. And so, so yes, you know, we need to be diligent and careful not to spread a virus, which is um, why you and I are here um, online today, but. The real virus that can spread and infects our hearts is fear. And that's what I wanna talk about with you today and to help you with as we lean into to God's word. At the beginning of every year, I always ask the Lord for a word for, for that coming year. And um, I, mean, I encouraged many of you guys to do that as well. I know many of you shared with me even some of the words that, that God gave you. And you may remember my word for for 2020 was prepare for the unexpected. Um, How many of you know that it's very difficult to expect the unexpected? You know, we never never get to um, an unexpected time and say, oh, I I expected that, right? Um, So can I just admit to you, I certainly did not see this coming. And um, I wanna encourage you in this, God did. And he's good and he's faithful. And uh, the word of God says that he won't leave us or forsake us. And I wanna encourage each and every single one of you, whether you're a part of our, our church, you're watching online or you're just checking us out, um, I, I just wanna encourage you that he has a redemptive plan in the midst of what we feel is, is chaos. And so uh, John 14, 27 says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give you, give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. So the question that we all deal with at times like this during a crisis is this. What are we supposed to do as Christians in unexpected times, in times of, um, that we're fearful? Are we supposed to act like nothing is happening? We're supposed to just not worry about it. We're supposed to just put our our heads in the sand? Are we supposed to stockpile toilet paper or Clorox wipes or hand sanitizer? The the real question is this, how should we be responding as a church in times of crisis? And so before we open up God's word today, I just want to take a moment, wherever you're at today, maybe, you know, I'm here in my kitchen, you're maybe in your car, you're on the phone, um, you're in your bed, you're in your living room, maybe you've got some friends gathered around with you right now, if you just take a moment with me and, and join me in prayer. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would give us faith that would, um, that would rise up over the fears in our culture that we're surrounded with today. God, I pray for peace that surpasses all understanding, even in the midst of what's on the news and the things that are going on. Uh, we, our hope is in you, and in you alone. And so Jesus, we thank you. I pray that this this time that we have together would be encouraging for each and every single person that's tuning in. May you be glorified in Jesus' name, amen, amen. So how do we be the church in fearful times? Uh, I've got a few points for you. The first one is this, uh, be the light, be the light. Matthew 5, 14 says this, you are the light of the world. A a town built on on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and give light to everyone in the house. And in the same way, catch this, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. I just want to remind you, Church, Christian, you are the light of the world. You know what? You were never called. To be the light of the church. Do you know that? You are called to be the light of the world and so I want to encourage you to shine. And this is an opportunity for you. This is an opportunity for you to shine in your neighborhoods. This is an opportunity for you to shine in your workplace. Um, an opportunity for you to shine in your social media. Um, an opportunity for you to shine sharing toilet paper or helping out a single mom that has to work and doesn't know how she's going to have child care for her child that all of a sudden is going to be home for the next week or two. Um, This is a time for you to shine, to be the church. Maybe you offer to go to the grocery store for an elderly friend or neighbor. This is the thing that the Lord has been speaking to me about. What if, what if this, this is the time for a sleepy church to wake up and to be the church? Like what, what if this outbreak really has actually opened up opportunity for you and me to be the church? Opportunity to, to operate in faith rather than fear? Opportunity to, to operate and be sacrificial rather than operate in selfishness? What if it's an opportunity for you to be different rather than just more of the same? Or an opportunity to shine your faith, not only on Sundays, but, but every day? Because here's what I will tell you. During times of crisis like these that we're in, you, you're, you're faced with this question. Where is my hope? Because people all around you right now are afraid, filled with anxiety, filled with uncertainty, and they're looking and craving hope. And they don't know where to find it. Hebrews chapter six, verse 19 says this, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul as an anchor that is firm and secure. I love this. Let me say it one more time for you. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul. I'm wondering now, and I want you you to wrestle this to the ground. Is your hope in God? Is it an anchor for your soul? Is your hope an anchor for your feelings or your emotions or or your anxiety? And and let me just say it, is your hope in God stronger than your hope in God? hand sanitizer because, church, you have an opportunity that is literally served to you on, on a platter and it is this, to show your world where your hope comes from. So shine and give them what you have. Show them what hope looks like in your life. The second thing is this, stir up your faith, stir it up. Second Timothy chapter one, verse six says this. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. And then he says this, the next verse, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, what Paul is reminding his son, Timothy, is the same thing that I wanna remind you of. It is your responsibility to stir up the gift of God that is in you. And you can either be stirring up fear or you can be stirring up power, love, and a sound mind. And I wanna encourage you today, wherever you're at right now, wherever you're tuning in, is to choose to say today that fear is not the boss of you, that you do not have to believe everything you think, that you have been given power and love and a sound mind, which means that fear has no hold on you. Um, unless you let it. So what are you stirring up in yourself? What are you reflecting on? What are, what are you thinking about? What are the things that you're stirring up on the inside of you? Is it fear or is it faith? The third thing is this, be be contagious. Be contagious. Now I know I know we're talking about this this virus and and it may be highly contagious. But I'll tell you one thing that is more contagious than that, fear. Don't believe me? Why don't you walk through the grocery store? You've been there the past few days. We just went two days ago and uh, we went in there just to pick up a couple things, you know, for dinner. We left there with over $200 worth of groceries. Fear was contagious in that place. And listen, we we, we can catch other people's fear and emotions just like catching a virus. Just walking into the grocery store and seeing people run around and stockpiling things all of a sudden we're realizing we need to pick up more things. We need, we, we need to get more stuff because it's contagious. There's researchers that, that did a study um, a few years back and they took a group of people and um, they were giving them a mild electrical shock. And what they did was they measured their brain waves from the time that they heard that they were going to get the shock until the time that it was over. Now, what's really interesting is that they had another group of people that were in the room and they were just there to watch, and they measured their brain waves as well. And even though they weren't getting the shock, they experienced the same fears as the people that were getting the shock. And so the researchers concluded, they said, um, that just seeing people's fears is enough to make us afraid. And I think in reality, like you and I, you and I just know that's true in life. Like you, you can watch the news and all of a sudden you just find yourself in fear. But did you know that faith is contagious? That, that joy is, is contagious? That hope is contagious? Which is why it's so important. Even during times like this, why it's so important, why we kind of pull together this, uh, this new life live and live stream. Be, why? Because more, more important than ever you need to stay in community during times like this. You need people around you that are, that are reminding you of hope and faith. And more than that, you need to be a person that spreads hope and faith to those around you. And my prayer as, as your pastor is, is that the hope that you have in God is even more contagious and spreads even more faster than, than any virus could ever spread. So I want to encourage you, church, be contagious in your hope. Be contagious. Uh, number four is this, be courageous. You can look all through Joshua chapter one and there are phrases, time and time, it's riddled with phrases like this, don't be afraid, uh, don't be terrified, be strong and courageous, don't be dismayed. It's almost as if God knew that Joshua, much like us, needs to, need to be reminded over and over and over and over again that he's still on the throne Because having courage doesn't mean that there's an absence of fear. Having courage doesn't mean that we just throw caution to the wind. It doesn't mean that we just dismiss wisdom. Having courage means this, that we are called to do the right thing, even if we're scared. So I wanna encourage you, church, during times like this, unexpected, fearful times, be courageous. And as a Christian, you were born again for times like this. God ordained you for times like this to shine and to be courageous in the presence of trouble. So fear, fear can paralyze you from moving forward, but faith sees an opportunity and then starts to move forward even if, even if you're scared. So lastly, I want to leave you with this. Set your mind on things above. Colossians chapter 3 verse 2 says this, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. And we said last week in, our, in, the, in the message, don't believe everything you think. In other words, you don't have to react to everything that you think. Why? Because the real battle that you're facing, the real viral attack that we're, that we're facing in this pandemic is the battle for your mind. Philippians 4 verse 6 says this, do not be anxious for anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God, and the peace of God, which transcends understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. So I have a little object illustration for you this morning. Um, and I have these, these, these ping pong balls in this, this glass vase. And um, what, what, if, what if each one of these represented um, a worry or a fear in, in your life? Um, as, as I kind of look at each one of these, what if they, what if they represent like infection or, or your health or your, your financial fears, anxieties and, and worries and things like that again. Um, now I, I, I want you to look at verse 6 again, and this is what it says. You'll notice that it does, it does not simply say, stop worrying, don't be anxious about anything, stop thinking of, about it, stop, stop hoarding toilet paper, right? There's actually, if you look in verse six of Philippians chapter four, um, there's a big but that follows it, pun intended. Um, Paul says, but in every situation, including this situation, yes, you betcha, including this situation, he says, present your requests to God and put it before him. And the word of God says that, that, that this peace His peace, which transcends all understanding. His peace, which which doesn't make any sense given our our given culture and and, and everything that's around us and swirling around us right now. His peace that um, is the good news that flies in the face of the world's news. The Bible says, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And so it is that church, it's that, that will truly protect ourselves from the virus that wants to keep us paralyzed and, and in fear. And so in, in all of the precautions that you're taking to protect you and, and your family from the coronavirus, can I implore you, please make sure that you are protecting your heart and your mind from fear. So how do we do that? What does it, what does that even look like? Now, this is why I brought this illustration up here, because this is kind of what it looks like. <clears throat> um, how do we protect our hearts from fear? Now, how, how we do that is not by, by trying to go in and take all these things out. It's not trying to act like uh, these things don't exist or that um, uh, it's all in our head and, and, it, and it's not real. Um, we actually do this as we simply fill ourselves up with the Word of God. We fill ourselves up with God, we keep reminding ourselves of the things above, and um, set, our, set our minds not on earthly things, but, but on things above, and we keep filling ourselves and reminding ourselves that God's still on the throne, that this is not the end, that this too shall pass, that this is not all that we're, that we're experiencing are right now. Now, see that. They went everywhere. Um, anyway. Here's what I would encourage you to remind yourself and fill yourself up with the Word of God. Why? Because 1 John chapter 4, verse 18 says this, perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love casts out fear. Let me remind you, you are called to be different. You're called to be different, not because you're empty of fear, but because you're full of God. And if we could get that, and, and not say, oh, I just need to root out the fears. I need to take them out. I need to act, I need to put my head in the sand like a nothing's happening and, and just act like everything's fine. But if we truly realize that the only way that we drive out fear is to fill ourselves with the perfect love of God, um, that's how we're different. So allow God to renew your mind, not by the washing of your hands, but the washing of the word over your hearts. Amen. So let me remind you that you are called to be different. Not because you're empty of fear, but because you're full of God. So allow God to renew your mind, not just by the washing of your hands, but by the washing of God's word. So let's wrap it up. So, so be the light, stir up your faith, be contagious, be courageous, and set your mind on things above. Maybe, maybe today you're in a place, maybe you're, you're just kind of checking this thing out or whatever, but you're in a place where you just know that you need this peace that we're talking about. You know that you need God in your life, and um, this peace that surpasses understanding, you just know that, that you don't have that right now. Did you know that fear and faith have something in common? They both ask us to believe in something that we cannot see. And so maybe today, I wanna encourage you, maybe today you need to exchange your fears for surrendering to Jesus. So if that's where you're at today, I just wanna invite you to pray with me right now, even no matter where you're at, wherever you're watching this online. And as we pray, I wonder if those of you that are on listening and and you know the peace that I'm talking about, you know the peace that Jesus gives us and that only comes through a relationship with Him. Would you join me in interceding for those that are watching online and and want what you have? Let's pray. Well, God, I know that I desperately need this peace in my life and I don't have it. And so today I trade in my fear and I receive that which you have to give to me. And I choose to believe that you sent your one and only son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross. Lord, we thank you, I thank you, that you made a way where there is no way. God, I thank you that you forgive me and that you not only forgive me, but you fill me with that peace and your grace and your mercy, and so I receive that today, and I repent of my sin. I repent of not trusting you. I pray you'd fill me, fill me to overflowing. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen, amen. Um, let me just pray the scripture over you as, we, as you leave here today. It's Second Corinthians chapter four, verse seven. It says this. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not abandoned. We're struck down, but not destroyed. May that be... Of a life verse for us as we walk through a time of uncertainty and fear in our culture today. God has you. And so I want to, before I let you go, I just want to encourage you. Starting tomorrow, I want to invite you on something, a journey. Over the next five days, starting starting tomorrow, we're gonna be starting a fear fast. If you fasted food before, you understand what a fast is, but we're gonna be we're gonna be fasting fear over the next five days. And so We've created a place where each day you're gonna find a short little video, some scripture, an application, um, and a declaration that you can just be praying and speaking over your life and your family, where you're just committing to say, you know what, I'm gonna feast on faith and I'm gonna fast from fear. So after this message, um, I would love for you to join us and you can go to nlc.today and there you're, you'll find a page right there on our homepage and it says Fear Fast, you can click right on it. And each day, starting tomorrow morning, we're going to be loading up a new section of that blog. And uh, I pray that you join us and just be a part of this as we walk in faith, not fear. I pray that God uses you in mighty ways. God bless you.